Gitin daf pe bet. The last thing we're discussing was a get mekushar, a get that they used to give to the kohanim. That was folded in a way of a Chinese hand fan. It needs three witnesses. This way, just in case a kohen who's hot-headed wants to divorce his wife, it's going to take a little bit longer to write, and maybe he'll calm down and he'll back out. And we said on the back of the get, you have to sign witnesses also, and you can't leave a fold that doesn't have a signature. And if it has a missing uh, signature on one of the folds, then the entire get is called a bold get, a get kereach, and it's pasul. And we had, we saw mahloket between Ben Anas who said anyone can sign on the back, and Rabbi Akiva said dafka relative, and only one relative, not more than one relative. And with that, we are starting... The first line, last word on the first line, where it says, Amar, Amar Karov. If a relative who's signing on a get mekushar hatim, when he signs, if he wants, Ben Matehila, Ben Baemsa, Ben Masof, he can sign wherever he wants, top, middle, bottom, wherever he feels like it. And the Gemara asks me, my, how do we know that? Because the Mishnah didn't tell him where to sign. You can sign anywhere he wants. Also, number two, what do you learn? Any three on this get, we can verify the get. And it doesn't have to be uh, three witnesses signed in a row. It's any three on this uh, get, front, back. We can pick any three to verify this get. Why? Because if we needed them to be signed in order, because you could set a specific place for the the, the karov to sign. Yeah, you sign here on the top, put three uh, real idim afterwards, and then you could put uh, other family members, you could put other psulim, you could do whatever you want, as long as three kosher idim are back to back. But from the fact that you only allow one karov, we're understanding that he could sign anywhere and we could pick any three to verify this get. And the Gemara ends off, When Hachamim came to Rabbi Ami with a get mekushar, and there was a fold without a signature, Amar le Rabbi Ami would tell the sofer, Go bring a slave from the shuk like Ben Anas and sign the back, meaning anyone is kasher to sign in the back. Hadran Allah Hazorek, and we are now starting Perek Hamgaresh, the ninth Perek in Masechet Gitin. The Mishnah says, Hamgaresh et ishto ve'amar laf. A person divorces his wife and he told her when he's giving her daget, Hare at muteret lechol adam ela liploni. You are allowed to marry anyone you want except that person. Rabbi Eliezer matir v'hachamim musrim. Rabbi Eliezer allows her to get married to someone else. Hachamim say, that's not good enough get. That get didn't really cut her off. It's supposed to be sefer keritut and it didn't cut her off. So she's not allowed to marry anyone else with that get. So what should he do? And I has to take it back from her. And he has to give it back to her for Lashem Girushin, meaning that it's complete separation. Again, when he gives her the gift, again, he has to say, You are mutar to marry anyone you want. If you wrote inside that get that she's mutar to marry anyone she wants, even though... He erased that line before divorcing her. Pasul, the get is no good, and she's not allowed to marry anyone she wants. And the Gemara starts, Ibayalehu. The, the Gemara has a question. Hi, Ella. When he wrote, you're allowed to marry anyone, Ella Ploni. What does Ella mean? Ibayalehu, hi, Ella. Hutsu, does it mean except? 
meaning the get is a 99.9% get and there's a little bit left over and it's not a complete keritut or almenatu or is it a condition and conditions work it's a full get and the Gemara explains Chutzu, do we say it's except Chutzu de pligar Rabbanan and Rabbanan argue on Rabbi Le'ezer and the word Chutz the hashier la beget at the end of the day he left a, a piece of that get and therefore, it's not a get keritut. There's no keritut of it. There's no cutting off about the alminat module. But if it's on condition, hachamim would agree to be the eyes that she's divorced. Medida va'akot na'be'alma. It's as if it's any other condition in any other get. Odilma, or maybe alminatu, or maybe the word ella is on condition. Ubalminatu diplege rebi the eyes of the rabbanan, and maybe it's on the whole condition thing. Rebi the eyes is arguing on rabbanan. Rabbi Eliezer holds like this is like any other condition, it's okay. And Hakamim will tell you, no, this is not like any other condition, it's not okay. The language is different. But if he would have said the word even Rabbi Eliezer would agree to Hakamim, that's not a divorce, because he left over in the get. So the question is, what does the word Ela mean? And how far is Rabbi Eliezer go with his leniency? Does Ela mean Almenat and it's like any other get? Or does Ela mean Chutz and he's really Mekil? So Amar Ravina, Ravina wants to learn it from the following Baita. We learned in a Mishnah, all houses could be Metamibin Gaim. If you have Tzarat on the house, you have to destroy the house and you have to bring the Kohen to come and see it and everything. That whole Sugya. And any house could be Metamibin Gaim. Ela Shalov De Kochavim. And not the houses of Avdei Kochavim. Now, if you want to understand the word Ela to mean except, Shapir, everything makes sense. Uh, every house can be metabe except a Goyim's house. Great. But if you want to say it's on condition, then the whole Mishnah doesn't make sense. Because what are you going to say? That Batei Israel could only be metame on condition that Batei Kochavim cannot be tame. But if Bate of the Kochavim or Mitame, Lo Mitame Bate Israel, the houses of Israel are not Mitame. That doesn't even make sense. There's no such halacha. And number two, to tell you that it doesn't make sense. Bate of the Kochavim, Mitame, can the houses of the Kochavim even become Tame? We have a famous writer. It says, I'm going to put it Sarat. In the house of your inheritance, the house of your inheritance can get tzara'at. The end, but the houses of the kochavim cannot get it. It's not there. It's not your ahuza. Ela shmamin already have to say chutzu shmamin already have to say the word ela means chutz except shmamina, and you have to say that the machlokus between Rabbi uh, Eliezer and Hakamim is that the get says. Except for that person, Hakamim say you left over in the get, and Rabbi Eliezer says no, it's okay. Now this whole idea of Ela means chutz matnitin deloki haitana. You have to say that the Mishnah does not collect the following Tana of the Brayta de Tanya. Amar Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Yudan lo nechlekur Rabbi Eliezer va'Hakamim alam garesh et ishto 
Rabbi did not argue if someone divorces his wife. He told the if he told her at the time of the get, you are mutar to everyone except that person. Everyone agrees she's not divorced because he left over in the get. What was the argument between Rabbi You are now mutar to anyone you want on condition you don't marry that specific person. Allows her to marry anyone except that person. And Hachamim don't allow her to marry anyone she wants. Now, bottom line is what do you see from Rabbi Yusuf Rabbi Yehuda? That the Mahlokit is if you told her Al Menat and not like our Mishnah which said Ela which meant Hutz. So, meaning the Mahlokit is also in the word Al Menat. And according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah, why is Rabbi Yudah allowing her to marry in the case of Al-Minat? Because it's like any other Tanai and any other get. Every other Tanai and a get works. This one also. No, in every other condition of a get, he didn't leave over in the get. Over here, you left a little piece of the get, meaning... In every other get, if there's a condition, she does the condition, she is divorced completely. Over here, she'll never be totally divorced. It will never be a total separation. Now, the Gemara goes back to what Ella means, Hutz. Our Mishnah that we said is Hutz and Why is Rabbi Eliezer allowing her to marry someone else? Why is he so lenient? So, Amar Rabbi Rabbi Anai said in the name of an older rabbi, Amar Kira the Pasuk says, Ve'atzeami beto ve'halecha ve'ayta le'ish acher, afilu lo'i tira'e le'ish acher, even if he only divorced her in condition, she is allowed to marry only one person. Harezo me'goreshet, she's allowed to marry that person. And same thing over here. He allows her to marry everyone except one person. So the same idea, it should work. Ve'rabanan, hachamim wa'agyon rabbi le'ezer, they explain hi ish. What does that mean? ish aher She has to be mutar to every person. explains is from the following pasuk. A woman who is divorced from her husband, a kohen can't marry. And what do you understand from Gerusha Meisha? Even if she's only divorced from her husband and she's not allowed to marry anyone else, she's not allowed to marry Kohen, meaning the get is a get. It is a get. And the Tosafot explain that it's not a real get that she's allowed to marry anyone she wants, meaning if the man dies, she would still need a boom, even according to Rabbi Eliezer. But it's strong enough to make her not able to marry a Kohen because. It smells like a get. Virabanan, Hakamim, Wargon, Rabbi Ezra, they would tell you Isur Keuna Shani, the whole Isur of Keuna, you have to be more Mahmir, and that's why the Torah said, even in this type of get, she wouldn't be able to marry a Kohen. So although she not really divorced, but she can't marry a Kohen. So now, based on this, the Gemara asks a question. Uh, what would be the case in Kiddushin? Meaning if someone said, you're a sword to marry everyone 
except Ploni. Uh, you, would, you wouldn't be allowed to marry that person. Usually when a person's Mekadesh, a woman, he's basically telling her, you're a sort of the whole world, including me, and if anyone's going to marry you, it's going to be me. Here he's telling her, you're a sort of the whole world, but if you want to get married, you can marry Shimon. So what would be the halakha? The question is a question for Rabbi Le'ezer and Tiba'il Le'rabanan. And the question is also according to Achamim. Tiba'il Le'rabi Le'ezer, the question to Rabbi Le'ezer would be, Maybe the only reason Rabbi Le'ezer holds that over here, the Girushin works, Ela Mishum Nechtiv Kirai has Pshukim to rely on. As we explained before, we need a real Kenyan, and therefore it wouldn't work by Kiddushin. Or maybe the Pasuk compares and they have to be the same, Girushin laws and Kiddushin laws, and then if it works for Girushin, it has to work for Kiddushin too. And Tiba'i Rabbanan, and the question is also the Rabbanan. Maybe over here by Girushin, it doesn't work because you need it to be a total cut off and you don't have that over there by Kiddushin even a little bit of a Kenyan should work it should make her Asur and she should be engaged or maybe that the rules of Yetzi'ah, divorce and Kiddushin have to be the same and if it doesn't work for Kiddushin it shouldn't work for Kiddushin and and after Rabbi Abba asked this question, Hadapashta, he figured out the answer himself. Ben Rabbi Azir, Ben Rabbanan, Ba'ina Vyatsavaita, both the Kontribil Azir and Rabbanan, you need Vyatsavaita, they have to have the same halachot, and therefore Rabbi Azir, if it works for Girushin, it should work for Kiddushin as well, and by Hachamim, it doesn't work by Girushin, it shouldn't work for Kiddushin either. And Amar Abaye, and the Gemara wants to bring another uh, halacha, another din. Abaya says, "Im timzelo mar itala derbi aba." If you hold like Rabbi Abba, that uh, the same machloket for kedushin and girushin between Rabbi Leizer and Rabbanan, then if Bar Reuven vekedesh hotz mishimon, if Reuven came and is mekadesh a woman, she's a sort of everyone except Shimon, his brother. Uba Shimon vekedesh hotz Reuven comes Shimon is mekadesher. Except for Reuven, his brother, and both of them die, she should be able to get a Yibum to Levi, and she's not considered the wife of two dead people, and a wife of two dead people cannot get a Yibum or a Halitza because the Pasuk says, and she here she's. So in this case, she's only married to one person, not to two. And my Tama, why is she not considered the wife of two women? Because Kiddusher de Reuven Ahanu. The first Kiddushin works. Kiddusher de Shimon Lohanu. The second Kiddushin that Shimon did doesn't work. The concept of Kiddushin is to make her Asur to everyone. Shimon didn't do that. That's why his Kiddushin doesn't work. So therefore, she's considered only Mekudeshet de Reuven and she should, she should get a Yibum to Levi. So like my asks, okay, based on that, so how do we have a case of a wife of two men? Okay, so the Gemara explains, comes Reuven, is Mekadesha to everyone except Chutzmi Shimon, his brother. And then Uba Shimon, Vekadesha, Stam. And comes Shimon, is Mekadesha, Stam. He didn't say except for Reuven, he just said, Mekudesh. 
the Kedushin of Reuven makes her a sword to everyone. And then comes the Kedushin of Shimon, Anu Lemisrael Reuven. He makes her a sword to Reuven. And now, if both of them die, she can't go in front of Idlebi because she's considered the wife of two men. And here's another question the Gemara comes out with the Sugiya. Ba'ya ba'ya. A person is divorcing his wife, and at the time of the divorce, Amar Allah tells her, Harayat mutarat lechol adam chutz min Reuven Shimon. You're mutarat to anyone you want except for Reuven and Shimon. And then again, before he gave her the get, he said, What's the halacha over there? Do we say, whatever he was osir in the beginning, now he's matir. And when he said, he meant, you know what? You're allowed to marry Reuven Shimon now also. And now, even according to Rabbi Le'ezer, and even according to Hachamim, she should be able to marry anyone she wants. Or maybe... Or maybe he just said the opposite. Whatever he was matir, he said everyone is mutar and Reuven asur. Now he's saying exact opposite that everyone is asur and Reuven Shimon are mutar, and that would only work according to Eliezer, who said if you left over in the girushin, it still works, but it would not work according to Hachamim. And let's say you want to say like the first thing, whatever he was Oser, he is now Matir. Let's say just Leruven Mahu. So originally he said you're a Mutart anyone except Leruven Shimon. Now he just said Leruven Mahu. What does that mean? Leruven Vehuadin Shimon. Does it mean that you are now Mutart Leruven and Shimon also? And the only reason he said because that was the first one. So he just uh, threw, just said that one, but he really meant Shimon also. And then if Kamina would be that according to Hachamim, that's not a divorce. And according to Rebilezer, it is a divorce. And again, one step further, let's say Shimon, let's say he said you're now allowed to marry Shimon. So he said, originally he said, you're allowed to marry anyone you want except Reuven Shimon, and then he just said, Le Shimon, what's the halacha there? Le Shimon, Vehuadin Reuven, did he mean Shimon, also Reuven, Vehaitek Amar, Shimon, and the only reason he said Shimon first, Mishum the Salik, because that was the last one, but he really meant everyone up until Shimon, Odilma, Le Shimon Davka, or maybe Davka Shimon and nobody else. And to go one step further, Ba'ir Avashir, Avashir now asked the question, if he said, Af Le Shimon Mahu, if he said even Shimon, what would be the halacha over there? What did he really mean? Af, when he said the word Af, is it Aruven Ka'e? Is it going on Reuven? Or maybe that's on everyone else. It's everyone else, even Shimon, but not Reuven. I mean, you're still a sort of Reuven. What did he mean? And the Gemara ends off with all of these things, Teko. Meaning, we're not 100% sure. We don't know how to look at it. And Tosfot said the same question would be as if he said Af Aruvin. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.